audio newspaper full of very serious, very real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning. I'm your co-host, Florence Strumsbap. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. How's your day going so far, Diane? Well, it's been going great, Florence. I took my car in for its first checkup since I adopted it this summer. Then I went to the gym for about 10 minutes and then came home and ate about half a pound of bacon. It's been a very fulfilling day. How are you? Um, I hear that if you work out for at least three minutes, you can eat as much, or I'm sorry, you can eat whatever you want. The calories just cancel out. Plus, if you include the amount of calories you burned eating the bacon, you probably came out in the negative today. I do eat bacon incredibly vigorously. (laughs) Anyway, I had a pretty uneventful day. I work at a college and I got to send out letters to students who are no longer allowed to attend (laughs) our school. So that always warms my heart. But more important than that and bacon, we have some very informative news articles today. First of all, there is nothing more important than bacon. I do just want to say (laughs) that. So... Um, oh, wait, do you, do you hear that buzzing? It's probably one of those pesky mosquitoes. I can teach you some natural ways to get rid of this little bugger. Well, listener, if you're anything like me, you're trying to use less harmful and harsh chemicals on, in, and around your body. Fortunately for you and I, there are plants that ward off these little vampires. Thank you to Natural Living Ideas for posting an article about 11 fragrant plants that repel mosquitoes. Okay, so this is all good and well that there's 11 different kind of plants that ward off mosquitoes. So you could plant them in your yard, Mm -hmm. but you move and plants haven't evolved Mm -hmm. to move with you yet. Mm -hmm. So how are you supposed to ward off these dreaded mosquitoes when you're mingling out in the world? Well, I have a question for you, yes. um, Diane. So, <clears throat> as you know, the basement of our home that we live in together right. actually periodically becomes swampland. Right. So I have a follow-up question about the plants being planted outside as well, because what if I have a severe um, mosquito problem in the basement? A severe home infestation. A yes. severe home infestation. <laughs> Literally. Due to the swamp. <laughs> mosquitoes that... are the least of the problem. <laughs> Alligators. <laughs> I have not found any plants that ward off alligators yet. I'm I'm sure they exist. The natural world is quite frankly amazing. So I would not be surprised. Um, but for mosquitoes in your house and around your body, mm-hmm. I've come up and crafted and designed a full body plant suit <laughs> to ward off nice. these just these dreaded, these pesky little creatures. <laughs> The state bird of Minnesota, as they're called. (laughs) Because of the 10,000 swamps. (laughs) So, this plant suit, let me pitch this, please, Mm -hmm. will maximize the benefits of these plants, up your fashion, what? And also make you the talk of the town in a good way, because people are going to want what you're on. On a scale of 1 to 10, how quickly should I call Shark Tank right now? 45. Okay, it's done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, Shark Tank. I don't know what they're called. I think they're just called the Sharks because they live in the Shark Tank. Welcome, Sharks, to my apartment. I'm glad you're here. I'm sorry that you had to join us during a time of the swamp, which I like to call it our monthly swamp visit. <laughs> 
It just makes what I'm trying to sell you even more effective. So, what I'm envisioning for the plant suit. I've, I've written up some very detailed diagrams. Mm -hmm. but, but what you do is, okay, so you take little pots mm -hmm. or even like troughs. So, uh, for example, let me, just, let me just start with a piece to my um, plant suit collection. Mm -hmm. So you can start with your basil belt. Okay. So you Pretty get straightforward. Yeah, right. You just get like a circular planter that is waist size, your waist size. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone's different. So whatever your size waist. So you plant the basils around your waist. Another part of the suit is garlic gloves. Oh. This one's very intriguing. Mm -hmm. um, so, I feel intrigued. <laughs> right. Uh, to put it simply... They are gloves made out of garlic. Now, do you actually craft the gloves by, like, making a garlic puree and soaking gloves in them? Or do you, like, somehow weave garlic into the shape of gloves? I don't know if that makes sense. Right. So there's multiple ways you can mm -hmm. do it. I do like the idea of pureeing the garlic, because then you can grow the garlic in home. Mm -hmm. And then I think the garlic cloves do their best warding when they are smushed. Yeah. And, um soaked into the fabric of your gloves. Okay, perfect. Yes. Perfect. And you know what else garlic is good for? Warding off vampires. Right. <laughs> Not just vampire bugs. Literal vampires. Um, this one is one of my favorites. Uh, Penny Royal Panties. Nice. <laughs> it's a great name for a strip club, also, and or a podcast, okay. I think. So feel free. That's a free one. You can go ahead and take that. Um, no copyright on that one, guys. Nope. Did not trademark it this time. Uh, rosemary rings, geranium galoshes, lavender lipstick. Not, oh, that just sounds really like right. aromatherapeutic. Right. And it makes you extra kissable mm -hmm. and probably helps you sleep at night. Marigold maxi skirts. So you can smell like a skunk. Mm -hmm. uh, catnip corduroys. <laughs> lemon balm leggings. Wait, I want to return to the catnip corduroys. I really wish you would. <laughs> Please. Because, okay, you're warding off mosquitoes, but you're right. attracting cats. That's the perfect situation. Exactly. To your leg area. So <gasps> Snuggles! <laughs> also, so you may say, but Diane, how am I supposed to wear peppermint pants, catnip corduroys, and marigold maxi skirts all Good at the same point. time? Good point, yeah. Yes. Well, I've devised the solution. Mm -hmm. So have you heard of a skort? <laughs> yes, because I was born in the 90s. Right. So a skort... Hashtag for, just 90 things. Okay, go on. Right. For the kids who have not lived during the 90s and are thus unaware of what a skort is, but their shorts under a skirt. Mm -hmm. So what I'm envisioning for peppermint pants and catnip corduroys is that one leg is peppermint mm -hmm. and one leg is catnip. Mm -hmm. And then surrounding that is a skirt mm -hmm. made of uh, marigold. Yeah, no, that seems like a good idea. And really good when you're like trudging through swamps or outside right, in exactly. nature just to really protect you from the elements. Exactly. And you blend in to mm -hmm. the nature. Also, another thing um, is that plants eat carbon dioxide and poop oxygen, mm -hmm. and we eat oxygen and poop carbon dioxide Good. for all you science nerds out there. <laughs> so it'd be like having fun friends that feed each other, and I know the only friends that I keep around are the ones that feed me. <laughs> so accurate. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, also, you always have ingredients for tea. Mm -hmm. People know you care about the environment. You look earthy, like a druid. 
from Dungeons and Dragons. From the, yes. <laughs> the popular tabletop <laughs> RPG game Dungeons and Dragons. Great. Uh, probably no one is going to mug you because you look like someone who doesn't get messed with. Um, another interesting thing about this suit is, again, I'm envisioning a lot of different pots around your body. Mm-hmm. So you will be covered in some amount of soil. Mm-hmm. Again, that brings in the earthy smell. Also, I did not mention, but you can fashion a tower out of these plants on your head to make oh. an incredible hat. Yeah. Just maybe you want to save that for um, particular ritzy backyard barbecues. Mm-hmm. Like nothing with low-hanging ceilings. That could be dangerous right. to the plants. Yeah, you might want to keep that one um, outdoors. And another thing is with this, you will have to get an ample amount of sunlight and also water your mm-hmm. plant suit. Do not forget that plants are living things that will need care and attention. Mm-hmm. Do, no machine washing. Do not machine wash with articles <laughs> of clothing. No, well, I feel like another really great part of this whole getup is that you can add additional plants that may have um, a variety of benefits aside from warding off mosquitoes, even though that's a really big one. First one that comes to mind for me, adding cacti to your suit. Cacti are good friends. Cacti are kind. It ups your armor protection. Ups your armor protection. That's the big one. Your armor class is just going to shoot through the roof if you cover yourself in cacti. That's an excellent point. There are a lot of different plants that serve a variety of needs. You could grow apple trees, maybe on, like, a backpack suit for mm-hmm. snacking. You can grow aloe plants for burns mm-hmm. and roses for weapons. <laughs> the only way the aloe is going to protect you from burns is when people insult your, your plant suit. Which they won't because you're going to look awesome. So anyway, these plants will help keep mosquitoes from getting at your parts if grown properly mm-hmm. in the correct areas of your body. I do need to point out that if you try to grow catnip anywhere aside from your right leg, it won't be effective. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. It relates to the energy flow in your body, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, I knew herbs were finicky, but I didn't know it was, like, oh, that finicky. Immensely so. Yeah. Yes. Good to Crazy. know. Catnip is the um, favorite pastime... What do I want to say? Recreational drug of a beloved animal that I also love. <laughs> Cats. <laughs> it is beloved by many, but beloved by Florence most of all. <laughs> um, I love the modern variety of cats that we have available to us, specifically fat cats. Those are cats that um, would be considered obese by most modern day veterinarians. Yes. That's why the cave lion, if it were not extinct, would be the perfect pet for me. Ooh, do tell. So... The cave lion is a subspecies of the modern lion, not too wild or crazy. They weighed about 660 pounds of muscle. Pure muscle. Pure muscle. That is a fact. And rage. Like the last 10 pounds were just pure rage. 650 pounds of muscle, 10 pounds of anger. But like 25 pounds of friendship. Yes. The weight fluctuates. <laughs> They're really misshapen. Depending on their moods. Uh, they have little to no mane, mane, like we kind of expect from most um, of our modern lions. They just kind of have like a scruffy, pu- prepubescent neck beard instead of a full grown mane. Interesting. Yep. It's a horrifying image. <laughs> and in, depicted in a lot of cave paintings, these um, cave lions oh, oh. Um, had stripes on their legs. Interesting. So similar to the tiger. Or someone was just taking a really artistic, they were like, <laughs> like abstract cave lion. 
<laughs> they had no idea how much that would mess us up in the future. <laughs> like the lines represent um how many parts of rage, friendship, and muscle that the right? It was like a rating on each cave lion. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So tell me why they would make a great pet for you. Well, as I kind of led up to, they're very fat. They're massive. They can really just scoop you up into an all-embracing snuggle. You could um, have a little nest in the loving embrace of one of these huge kitties. Smother you with their fur. For sure, is what they would do. You, if you have an allergy to cats, you do not want one of these in your apartment. Side note, I wouldn't mind dying that way. If I was just <laughs> smothered by fur. A fluffy friend? <laughs> smothered by a fluffy friend's fluffy embrace? I wouldn't mind at all. Sounds like a song. Sounds like the greatest way to go. Okay, also because they weigh 660 pounds, which is roughly the size of like... I'm not even sure. Yeah, probably like... A motorcycle? What is that, a quarter ton? I don't know. So they're good hunters. Probably. Probably. <laughs> they're good giant cat hunters. And if you have one of these guys, that'll probably equate no robbers or no members of the mob coming into your door. You can also, this is my favorite thing. I've always wanted um, a pet that would do this with me. But you could sing the duet, um, I just can't wait to be king with it. And then you can trade off being Nala and Simba. Which That'll I think be, be really, really fun. fun. Yeah, Broadway right? would love that. Right. We don't know if these cave lions could talk. Like, there's, there's no, no one evidence. knows. <laughs> like, there's no science that tells us. Like, they didn't write in. The, maybe the cave lions drew these paintings of themselves. Self portraits. Painted these paintings. Artistic cave lions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then, therefore, there are at least five pounds of artistry. And lastly, I think the best reason, possibly why they would make a great pet is because they're an unusual looking lion due to the possible amount of stripes and the interesting ways that uh, its pounds are dispersed. Uh, which you are an unusual looking human. Accurate. So you would match. Um, today a small pigeon wearing a top hat and a monocle placed this handwritten letter into our refrigerator. It was written in an ancient code, so naturally I pulled out my ancient cipher. It reads... Dear Florence and Diane, I live in a dimension close to yours. It's an okay place. Everyone exercises here. But lately it's been feeling a little boring. I am looking for some more friends, but I have a far greater intelligence compared to everyone, so developing traditional friendships is not an option for me. I am looking to start a cult to make friends that can never leave me. How do I get started? Sincerely, Cult Magnet. Thank you for your letter, Cult Magnet. Uh, we reached out to WikiHow on some steps and tips on how to start a cult. The very first thing, of course, mm -hmm. is to pick an obsession to center your cult around. We brainstormed a few ideas for you so you so maybe you'll be inspired by one of these and uh, center your cult around them. Uh, exercising seems really popular mm -hmm. in your world, so that might be something that could you could easily bring people into, yeah. of course. Um, it sounds like you have incredible amazing intelligence and you're probably not exaggerating in any way um so you can make yourself into god using this intelligence and then center the cult around that so not only do you have friends but also friends that worship you which mm -hmm. aside from friends that bring you food which they might if you make them like give sacrifices mm -hmm. and stuff um friends that worship you are just amazing uh you could center your cult around cheese mm -hmm. if that exists where you are 
uh, your favorite TV show or book, and then um, science, my personal favorite. Mm -hmm. I think something big to consider when picking an obsession is you have to use something that will draw people in. Like, um, right. Diane mentioned the exercising is a big one, mm -hmm. but you also want to pick something that satisfies you and the kind of people you want to spend your time with. So cult making it, maybe you hate exercising, and that would be a good reason, even though it's a popular topic, to steer clear of that as your cult, um, cult ideal, I, I guess. Right. Right. You don't want to just create something mm -hmm. where you're going to bring in a bunch of people that you ultimately can't stand. Number two, you're going to want to form a group of friends, <coughs> followers. <coughs> you're going to want to bring them in slowly and then introduce them to your ideas. And the best way to introduce them to your ideas is ha to have a group, an organization and system laid out, ready to go before you start drawing people in. Number one, start by writing a body of text. You don't need to have any followers to do this. You just sit down in your bedroom and just start writing. Um, I would recommend using creative supplies, papers out of date. In if you even have it. That's true. I keep forgetting you live in a different dimension. Right. What I'm very interested in, if you could manage to get us another letter, is just describe, like, the dimension that you're living in. That'd be great. Thanks. Um, in my last call, just an example for you, I wrote all of the um, text for the... Um, cults on yarn and then crocheted it into the blanket of truth. Only those who nap and or make love on the blanket can physically see the truth. Does it come, did it come to your followers in like a vision? It actually came to them in my cat Maggie who <laughs> sits and observes either the napping or the love making and then whispers the secret in their ear. So kind of a vision I guess. Because Mayhe's mm -hmm. the most beautiful creature in the entire world, so right. looking at him is like looking at a vision. Wait, is Maggie the truth of your cult? <laughs> I think Maggie might be the truth mm -hmm. of might my be cult. the truth of your cult. Now, follow-up question. Does, is it beneficial to nap and also make love on the blanket? Mm. Or will one or the other suffice? I feel like it's whatever you're most comfortable with. Doing both mm -hmm. might um, unleash too much truth upon you. Right, all at once. And it could kill you. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't tried it yet. It could kill you, though. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe Maggie would just unhinge like a snake and right. eat you. <laughs> right. And then you'd be inside of the truth. Oh, my gosh. Maybe that's how Maggie evolves. That's why he's so fat. <laughs> He's building up his evolution, like a caterpillar in a cocoon. Unrelated, I need to um, research industrial-sized cat cages later, so you just make note of that. Everything's fine, Maggie. Don't listen. It's it's good. It's just, good. Go back to your throne. Just, just go watch that lovely initiate nap. Um, so, <laughs> now that that moment of terror is over, you're going to want to develop rules, especially since you are obviously going to assume the role as a cult leader. Right. Just keep it simple. Too complicated and people won't be interested. This one's pretty yeah. straightforward. I wouldn't join something that gave me more than, like, 18 to 20 rules to follow, I think. Mm-hmm. Seems a good, like a good number. Yeah. Reasonable, right. easy to memorize. Right. Yeah. And hopefully not conflicting in a lot of ways. But no one's perfect. Mm -hmm. um, lastly, you're going to want to find a place to gather. Um, think affordability to start with. Right. Once you gain more followers, um, take all their earthly, earthly possessions so that they can more clearly see the message or the truth. 
And then you can afford to upgrade to a fencing commune or an underground labyrinth. Ooh, underground labyrinth. I think it provides an extra um, aesthetic, a right. cult aesthetic. The yeah. aesthetic, yeah, where it's probably dimly lit mm-hmm. and also nearly impossible to leave. So if they're not completely enraptured by the truth, mm-hmm. then um, they're still they're still trapped. And also, if they're you can set up literal traps so you can mm-hmm. trap the the followers that may try to escape. It's a good plan. Yeah, and then you can separate your true believers from your not so true believers. Mm-hmm. You have a cult leader mentality, Diane. I really do. I've <laughs> dabbled. <laughs> and the third and final step is to become cultish. What's that mean? I don't know. It's really vague and kind of misleading. So we broke it down into a few um, a easy few steps. steps. <laughs> yes. Number one, ensure that your main idea is seen by your group as the only truth. Yeah, you need to incentivize believing in and touting the message. Plan a raffle. Throw candy in the mouths of people seen speaking about the message or the truth. And um, as many other cult leaders of the past have taught us, it's best to coat the candy in some sort of LSD or drug because it'll make your um, followers dependent on you. Exactly. Well, no more to say about that. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Community outreach is also incredibly important in um, your cult. You're going to want to start small. Uh, Introduce yourself to people briefly and just work the message into your conversation subliminally. You don't want to go all in all at once because Mm -hmm. that might, you know, Mm -hmm. scare people off a little bit. Oh, gosh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so just slowly build them up to the idea of the message in your cult. Um... You can then sneak into their room at night, whisper the message into their ears while they're sleeping. Uh, also, rent a billboard, plaster it with the message. Again, always check your cost in analysis to make sure that you're not overspending on the billboard. Uh, maybe run some statistics to see how many people join your cult and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, before you really uh, spend all the money renting a billboard. Um, also, raining propaganda down on them from an aircraft has proven effective. Um, can I just present an idea for that? I would love for you to present an idea for that. So what do people love, Diane? The cheese. Free food. Right. Just Worth clip on McDonald's coupons to the propaganda and you'll draw people in. Excellent. <laughs> McDonald's is in right. fact a cult. So. Right, yes. And you can also place the entrance of your cult... <gasps> headquarters Mm -hmm. at your local McDonald's. I would join that so quickly. Perhaps a trapdoor feature could be introduced in front of the (laughs) counter. You have to like crawl through the arches of the M to get there. Right, and then just it'll say order one free number nine combo upgrade to orange juice and then that's like the secret code word that they want to join your cult. That's a brilliant idea. Yes. That's brilliant. Right, it is. Plus everyone loves food. Right. Number three, write letters to your senators. Mm, Because even though you're a cult leader, you can also be a concerned citizen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just because you lead a cult doesn't mean you don't want to make your world a better place. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what your cult is. Your cult is making the world a better place. Senators are also very susceptible to joining cults, and they can easily be swayed to promote the message. Get someone on TV that gives you an entire different um, community outreach outlet. Exactly. Perfect. And once you successfully complete all these steps, you can just go ahead and take over the world. 
Right. Again, not all cults are bad. It's not true. <laughs> you could. This could actually be a good thing. You don't have to take it over with malice, but everyone does have to follow the message or pay the ultimate price. Community service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And then by extension, <clears throat> the world will be a better place. Exactly. Um, you're probably a natural-born leader of this world. Take advantage of your birthright. All right, cult magnet, hopefully this advice helps. Send us an invite to your cult when you get up and running. We're, yes. We'd love to hear more about yes, it. Yes, please. Mine recently fell apart, the one that I was a part of, uh, when the opposing cult actually slaughtered everyone but myself. So I'm actually looking for a fresh new one with living members uh, to join. All right, Florence, can you pull this train into the motivation station? (laughs) Choo-choo, Diane. (laughs) All right. Today's motivation station is all about finding joy in daily life. The world is scary and not always great. There are rainy and sad days and days where all you do is drink coffee and lose track of time and try to cram two days' worth of emails into a couple hours. And days where you accidentally put your Fitbit in your glasses case because you forgot to take it off before bed and wore it to the shower, but were so sleepy that you put it in there by mistake and 20 minutes later you couldn't find where it was and you were panicking because you thought one of your asshole cats knocked it under the couch. During days like this, how do you find joy? Oh, that's very interesting. I, I love this question. I love this topic because my mom always said that you have to find joy in the little things. You know, actually, I think she's the first one that's ever said that. Oh, wow. That's yes, beautiful. It is. She's a wonderful woman and great inspiration to Sage me. Sage wisdom. And everyone else in the entire world. Um, so, finding joy in the little things. In my apartment, I have an entire shelf of little things. I take everyday things... And then I find, or I make, miniature versions of them. Oh, that's clever. It's great, yes. And that's where I find joy. Uh, my favorite section is, of course, the food section. Mm-hmm. Uh, mini Taco Dip, in particular, fills me with such joy that I just weep gazing upon it. That one um, is so powerful, I have to actually have to keep it in a box mm-hmm. for when I really need to pick me up. That's like my emergency little joy thing. Mm-hmm. Like you have to punch through a glass case, like in case of emergency. Just, just pull a, out. It's a mini glass case. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like one finger. Boop. <laughs> right, exactly. I finger punch the glass case to pull out my mm-hmm. small box mm-hmm. of mini taco dip. Nice. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's it's really great. Um, the other miniature things I have, um, it includes banjos, hedgehogs, mailboxes, um, a mini society made up of ants, which mm-hmm. is really cool. They're actually mini ants. Which oh. I thought was interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize I they existed. Like, really, with genetic um, right. modification, you can do anything you nowadays. Really, truly, you can. It is beautiful. Um, yeah, and I think the reason I really like these little things... Uh, is because it makes me feel power over them, and that's, like, what really brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how do you find joy in your everyday life? Well, Diane, unlike you, I find joy in the big things in life, mm-hmm. specifically the country of Canada, shouting things into the universe slash void, Ooh. and shrinking myself down to a microscopic size and napping on the tummy of my one truth in this world, my cat and overlord Maggie. I have some problems with anxiety and stress, and sometimes I need to focus on how small I am in the grand scheme of things, and that how I accidentally left my work phone number in a personal um, voicemail 
isn't nearly as significant in the universe as it feels to me. Not at all. You know, if you just answer it in the right way at the right time, they don't even know, they have to know that you're, they're <laughs> calling your work. They'll never know. Literally haunting me. They'll never know. They'll I need to go know. shout into the universe. <laughs> go shout into the void. Stand on uh, the edge of a cliff. So that's our challenge for this week. Think about what brings you joy in your everyday life and then celebrate those things. The ghost of the 21st president of the United States, Chester Arthur, just came and whispered the lyrics of Dancing Queen into my ear. The telltale sign that the show has come to a close. Um, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to what we had to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes. If you liked what you heard a lot, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Please make sure to include the first letter of your pet's name. We'll be using it to write sonnets in a later episode. If you're in love with what you heard, please send us signed copies of your favorite book with your signature, not the author's. Also, we will be giving shout-outs to people who review the show positively, hopefully, on later episodes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track titled Five off of his album Found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. I also want to thank Pina Coladas and Getting Caught in the Rain. Hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. This has been Paper News Out Loud. Oh, sorry. <laughs>